Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, developer advocate at MongoDB and host of this, the MongoDB podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to those of you interested in or attending MongoDB World 2022. The event is happening June 7th through the 9th in New York City at the expanded Javits Center. We're going to kick things off today with Mark Porter, our very own CTO and keynote speaker for the event. He'll share some details about the event as well as some tips for those of you attending MongoDB World for the first time. Next, we'll chat with Ian Massingham, who leads developer relations and community at MongoDB. He's got some wonderful tips for you as well, and he's going to share some details about how developer relations contributes to the conference. Then we've got a lineup of speakers, presenters, folks giving talks at the show. They're going to be talking about some of the things that they're bringing to the show. All of the things you need to know before you go to the show. It's MongoDB World 2022, June 7th through the 9th. You can get more information at mongodb.com world. Stay tuned. Let's get things started with Mark Porter, CTO of MongoDB. Mark, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast once again. It's great to be on the podcast with you, Mike. Well, a lot has happened since your last appearance on the podcast, which was September 23rd of 2020. So that was episode 19. What has happened and uh, what's going on at MongoDB since your last time on the podcast? So last time I was on the podcast was in 2020. I was new to the company and it has just been such an exciting time. We released MongoDB uh, 4.4, we released MongoDB 5, and we're, we're coming up on releasing MongoDB 6. In addition, the world has changed. I mean, obviously, I joined during the pandemic, but the world has just gone digital in a way that I don't think we ever could have expected. And that has just been a very exciting experience for me and for everyone else at MongoDB. Maybe talk a little bit about your role at MongoDB World and some of the things that you're excited about. Yeah, I'd love to. So just in case people don't know, MongoDB World is Mongo's annual event, which we're very excited about. And this year we're back in person in New York City at Javits Center. It's a three-day event and it has keynotes filling the first day, which I'm very excited about, along with sessions and analyst meetings and press meetings and customer meetings. The second day is just chock full of sessions where you're going to hear not from people who are, you know, outside of MongoDB groups, but actual developers, actual product managers managers, people who are actually building an ID80 on the product every day. And you're going to be able to talk to them and give them your ideas and your feedback as well. And then the next thing we're doing is we're having this magical event called Builders Fest on Thursday. And so from 11 to 3 p.m., we're just going to have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people get together and we're going to do sessions and we're going to just meet one-on-one -on -one with developers, which is what we love to do. That is one of my favorite things. We had such a blast at the last Builders Fest, and it's it's just so much more than a one-way communication from the stage to the to the listeners. It's it, these events are designed to bring people in and have them participate. So, uh, fantastic event! Make sure you don't miss that. And maybe talk a little bit about the the keynote speakers. Who who is going to be speaking? Yeah. So Tuesday morning, uh, David Echeria, our CEO and president, is going to be speaking. And his keynote is titled The Future Runs on MongoDB. And Sahir is also part of that keynote. He's our chief product officer. And he's going to go through all of the use cases that we've added, all of the workloads that we're now addressing um, that might surprise you. MongoDB has been a general purpose mission critical database for many years. But more and more, I find that, that we just need to get that message out there. So Sahir's presentation is going to be very much about all the different use cases MongoDB products can support. Now, then everyone goes away for lunch and has a great lunch. And then we come back 
and I get to do my keynote. It's an hour at uh, 2 p.m. And I'm going to talk about how developers build the future. And I am deeply passionate about not only what products we're providing to give a great developer experience, but how MongoDB is optimized to remove friction from developers at every level of the stack. So my talk is going to be a real pure tech talk, whereas the other talks are going to be more business and more product focused. And I guarantee you there are two things in my keynote which will surprise you. So I'm hoping mm. people will join for that. Mm. Can I dig a little further? Can we talk about those two things? You can you can ask. So one <laughs> of them is going to be about a new product we're releasing, which is going to help customers do something they, they didn't think they could do. And one of them is going to be a very exciting uh, mathematical breakthrough in encryption that we're going to be uh, demonstrating and talking about and how you can actually apply that mathematical breakthrough to your workloads. Ooh, okay. So not to be missed. And that's the, the, the developers build the future keynote with obviously with Mark Porter. And I understand we have a featured keynote speaker, Ray Kurzweil. We do. Ray Kurzweil is speaking Thursday morning, right before Builders Fest. So you get to have a visionary future in the morning of Thursday, and then you get to come talk to each other and talk to us about it and what we can do to make it easier for you. Ray is one of the world's leading visionaries. He's been around for like 30 years. He's written six books. Um, you can look him up before the talk or you can just come listen to his talk. And while I can't disclose exactly what he's gonna be talking about, I can promise you that it's pretty exciting. Hmm. Yeah, so I'll include links in the show notes. So make sure if you're listening to this and you're intrigued and you wanna find out more about Ray before the show, click into those show notes and follow those links. Today's episode, Mark is going to be all about knowing before you go. So know before you go to the show, some tips and tricks, things to, to watch out for and recommendations from, from folks that are running the show. Mark, do you have any tips for, for folks that might be going to their first tech conference or maybe their first MongoDB world? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing is tech shows these days are so busy. There's so much going on and ours is going to be no different. So make sure you download the mobile app so you have the full agenda at your fingertips. And that way you can just, you know, move from thing to thing and use those minutes. If you haven't been to a show before, you'll realize that even though the show is three days long, it will go by in a flash. And, and speaking of going by in a flash, we have a big party Tuesday, Wednesday night. And so please come and attend the party. We have two great bands playing. So that's tip one. Make sure you stay on your toes because it's going to fly by. The next thing is we have something that you might not see at some other shows called the Community Cafe. And we have developers there. We have product managers there. We have developer advocates there. And you could just talk about, talk to them about anything. And you can learn new things. You can learn not only about our products, but you can learn about how we are handling inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility at MongoDB, which is pretty exciting. And you can just meet new people. And then finally, I guess I would say... Really, really use the show to your advantage. Come to the show with a list of things you'd really like to accomplish and then hold us accountable for teaching you those things. Mm, great tips. Mark, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we, we move on? Yeah, I do. I'm just, I'm just a little bit selfish and I am actually doing four
four presentations back to back at Builders Fest. I'm doing one on engineering culture, on how to deploy software safely, a deep dive on MongoDB's architectural uh, structure and advantages, and you know, whether relational is the next COBOL or not. So I'm really excited to see you all at Builders Fest. In addition, I just found out today that right after my keynote, there's going to be a trivia contest. And the winners of that trivia contest, which is Tuesday at I think 3 p.m. right after my keynote, are going to get to have a Ask Me Anything session just with me. So Fantastic. please come to those things. And uh, I can't wait to see you all there. Well, I'm delighted to welcome Ian Massingham to the podcast. Welcome, Ian. It's great to have you on the show. How are you today? Good. Thanks for the invite, Mike. It's great to have the opportunity to be on the show. It's nice to have you on the show. And today we're going to focus on MongoDB World. So we're talking about things that you should know before you go to the show. Um, so tell me, Ian, are you excited for the conference? Yeah, it's great to uh, finally get the opportunity to meet so many MongoDB customers and so many members of our developer community. And I've been at MongoDB a little over six months now. Uh, and coming out of the pandemic at the start of that meant, of course, that there wasn't a fantastic opportunity to interact with our developer customers. And this is a huge opportunity to do that. So, of course, I'm excited about it. I think it's a great opportunity. So, Ian, tell us a little bit about your background. Now, you've been at MongoDB how long? I came at the end of September last year, so it's a little over six months now that I've uh, that I've been here, uh, and I'm responsible for developer relations and community over here. So I lead the teams that are creating content, helping to increase awareness and drive adoption of MongoDB and you know Mon MongoDB related technologies and services with our developer customers around the world. That's one part of my uh, responsibility set, and then the other is community. So helping to identify our MongoDB champions, the advocates that we have amongst our customer base that are vocal supporters of MongoDB, and also helping to steward our user groups program, the MongoDB user groups or MUGS. These are tech meetups that happen in cities around the world where MongoDB developers and users get together to share best practices and learn from one another and support each other on their on their learning journeys. So those are the two big big parts of my uh, responsibilities here at MongoDB. I have a team of you know, a few tens of people that are responsible for those two things distributed all around the world. And I happen to be one of those people. Yeah, we're lucky to have you, Mike. I feel blessed to, to be working with an amazing team and uh, it's great to have you on board. Over the years, the developer relations team has grown and I think it's at its biggest today. In addition to the numbers, the size of the team, our impact has grown. Do you want to talk a little bit about the impact that the developer relations team is having on events like MongoDB World 2022? Yeah, so we have a huge contact area with the MongoDB World program. The developer relations and community team are delivering all kinds of activities at MongoDB World. We're actually starting before the conference kicks off on Tuesday. We have a pre-day with our MongoDB champions, our uh, customer advocacy group that I mentioned a few minutes ago actually going to be running an unconference with this group in New York and also doing a fun social activity with them in the evening before the conference kicks off properly on Tuesday next week. And then within the program, the developer relations team are also really present. You know, we have a lot of technical expertise in the team. We have a great opportunity to work with new MongoDB products and services. So we're pre presenting 12 sessions in the breakout program, which are sort of long form 30 minute sessions that we run should give a specific shout out to Mira from the team in Central and Eastern Europe. She actually has a couple of those sessions. 
Uh, and then we're also involved in a lot of short form content as well. So Chalk Talks, another short form education and interaction opportunities with customers as well. Then we are helping to deliver the keynote, particularly Mark Porter's keynote, the CTO keynote for MongoDB World. We've been heavily involved in creating that. And then lastly, uh, well, lastly, in the formal sense anyway, we're also involved in day three of the conference, which is the Builders Fest, where we have our quirky out of agenda activities covering a really broad spectrum of different topics got all kinds of involvement from the developer relations and community team in that as well so, i mean this is the big heavy lift for us really the biggest event that we're involved in in the year and we kind of clear our calendars in the weeks before mongodb world can't really take on much of the work from other stakeholders because we're all so so busy trying to deliver a really phenomenal experience for customers and developers that attend this event. Because it has a different kind of feel to me. And actually, Builders Fest is one of the reasons that it has a different kind of feel. It's like not your kind of standard corporate conference fair where the agenda is heavily controlled by, you know, product marketing or sales. It's much, much more community, bottom-up, authentic than most tech conferences, most vendor-led tech conferences that you will get the opportunity to attend. And I think Builders Fest, the day three event, is a really big part of that. Many people may be attending their first tech conference. You know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, we're getting back together in person. That's exciting for me. I'm wondering if you have tips for folks that may be attending their first MongoDB world or their first tech conference in general. Definitely do. And I should say that in my past life, you know, I was pretty much a professional conference goer. Uh, I spent the whole of my summer tripping around Europe and then later Southeast Asia. Uh, and also actually went to Latin America once to a tech event with my previous employer. And some of these were really big, you know, going to AWS reInvent is something that I've done a lot. I think it was about 80,000 people there in the last year before the pandemic, the final year that I was uh, there with uh, with AWS, which is where I was previously. So I guess I've got the, you know, battle scars, lessons learned from some of these really gigantic events. And most of my tips are kind of health and well-being related tips weirdly enough so you know it's a bit of an endurance test going to a big tech event and the reason for that are you know you're going to be walking a lot you're going to be walking around the venue you may be going to be hanging out with other attendees in the evening putting a few extra miles in around the city uh particularly in new york which is quite walkable and i can imagine there'll be quite a lot of evening activities going on as well as the conference so the first thing i would say and this is a kind of you know tech conference trope in some ways a little bit of a joke but Comfortable shoes are, you know, one of the keys to happiness at tech conferences, the softest soles that you can find. So, you know, break out of those Nike running shoes, those Vans 5.0s with the ultra soft soles, and your feet will definitely thank you for it. Uh, and the other two health and well-being tips I have are about being in brutally air-conditioned environments, particularly if, like me, you're coming from Europe, where air conditioning is kind of less widely deployed. You come to the U.S., you're in a dry environment once you get inside one of these conference centers. Uh, so hydration and skincare, believe it or not, really important. Have that lip guard, lip protector with you. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Uh, and by doing that, you'll give your body the stamina to survive a two or three or four day long marathon of uh, learning and experiential fun. Great tips. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we uh, before we wrap up? I'd say enjoy the show. And remember, if you can't make it in person, there is a virtual version of this event that you can attend. Uh, you can register for it in advance. You can live stream the keynote sessions with our chief exec 
uh, Dave, our Chief Product Officer, and our CTO, Mark Porter, who I already mentioned. So you'll be able to live stream their executive sessions. And you'll also be able to access a catalog of breakout sessions and other material from the conference as well. So even if you can't make it to New York in person, uh, you can still enjoy a lot of what MongoDB World has to offer. Terrific. Well, Ian, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to chat with us and, and share some of your tips. You're welcome. Talk to you soon, Mike. Bye-bye. So next up, we've got Abhishek Agarwal. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Abhishek, tell me about your talk. What's going on? Uh, so, hey, Michael. Um, uh, my, my talk is titled as Build Your Backend Server Using All Things MongoDB. Uh, I'm sure you would connect with the term All Things MongoDB. <laughs> <laughs> yes, connect. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I work as a consulting engineer with the professional services team in, here in India with MongoDB. And yeah, my, my talk is placed on the very first day, June 7th, 11 a.m. And it's Building a Backend Server. Tell the folks why they should go. Why, why is somebody going to want to go to your talk? So uh, in my tutorial, I will show the audience how to build a working, practical, and scalable backend server for a very real use case. And the use case that I'm traveling with is a QR-based food ordering application uh, in a self-service restaurant. So you'll see how to build a QR scanner application server for placing orders along with various other Atlas offerings and actions such as endpoints, functions, archives, and everything that you have heard of uh, the buzzwords in Atlas. I'll show you how to create a very good-looking analytics screen for visualizations without writing much code and without banging your head across uh, the charting <laughs> libraries. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic. Are, so are you using charts? Uh, so yeah, I'm using Atlas charts, in fact. Okay, great. And and the tutorial will walk through that, how to get into into charts, yeah. Exactly. So one step at a time, I'll show you what you can use and how does that assist the application building. Uh, so you will see that every need that you would have building a backend server could be fulfilled through MongoDB's realm of applications, the MongoDB universe, as we call it. Yeah. And what languages will be will you be working in? Uh, so mainly the functions that I've written uh, would be in JavaScript. And then for the queries, it's it's plain old queries that we have the MongoDB uh, query language. Okay, so what do folks need to know in order to be able to follow along in the tutorial? Um, so in order to follow along and in order to you know prep uh, prior to this, all that you need to know is what it takes to build a backend server. So you should be just aware about the basics of what a backend server is, and I'll guide you through whatever you require after that. You'll see how the building blocks are built and then how the application turns out to be, how the final product turns out to be after that. Okay, terrific. Anything else you want to tell folks about the talk before we wrap? Uh, so I would encourage your audience to join me on June 7th, 11 a.m. on this journey to modernize any backend with the MongoDB Atlas application data platform as the one-stop solution for all the needs that when it comes to backend servers. So yeah, uh, hoping to see your audience over there. Abhishek, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you at the show. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Well, next up, we've got David Bradford. David, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Awesome. So tell the folks who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm Dave Bradford. I'm a staff engineer uh, working on the MongoDB developer productivity team. Oh, that's great. And uh, you're taking part in MongoDB World 2022, a really cool part of the show. You're going to be a part of Builders Fest. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Oh, fantastic. So tell folks what the name of your Builders Fest session is. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a session called Explore Your Git History with MongoDB. 
So wait a minute, wait a minute. Explore your Git history. How <laughs> how are you doing this? How, how are you integrating Git history with MongoDB? Yeah, so I built a little tool that will go and scrape uh, your Git repository and send it to MongoDB. And then once it's in MongoDB, we can do all sorts of um, exciting things like use the aggregation framework. Um, if you're using Atlas, we can quickly kind of generate some charts to visualize it, um, do all sorts of things like that. Oh, fantastic. So this is a hands-on session at Builders Fest, right? Uh, yeah, bring your laptop, Git repository you'd like to explore and an instance of MongoDB and you'll be able to follow right along. And uh, Builders Fest is on Thursday. It's on the last day of the conference. And when is your specific session? I understand you're doing it multiple times. Is that right? Yeah, we'll do about um, seven sessions, about 20 minutes each. Um, and they're kind of a bunch back to back from 11 to 3. Okay, so Builders Fest, Thursday, David Bradford, exploring your Git history with MongoDB. Hey, I did want to ask you one more question. Do you have any tips for folks attending MongoDB or tech sessions in general for the very first time? Yeah, do see as much as you can and learn as much as you can. I think one of the exciting things as I was preparing my presentation is to see the use of aggregation frameworks um, and see how you can really simple aggregation frameworks can get you really cool results. Outstanding. Awesome. Well, David, thanks so much for swinging by, and uh, we'll be sure to look out for your session at Builders Fest on Thursday at the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, Jesse, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to talk to you again. How are you? Been good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me, what is the title of your talk? The MongoDB Atlas Data API in the Jamstack, the serverless dream. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell folks what that talk is going to be about. Apart from the obvious, the data API and the Jamstack, what can people expect? Yeah, so you're going to be, be able to learn how to access your MongoDB Atlas database without even using any drivers in a Jamstack application. Oh, fantastic. And this is a workshop. This is not just a talk, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be uh, somewhere around two to three hours. You're actually going to build you're personally going to build the application and we're going to walk through, uh, you know, all of the steps along the way of how to connect to your database, build the application. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that sounds like a, a blast and a really great experience. Now I've taken a look at the repo. This is a, this is a serious app. Like if you're, if you're out there listening and you're planning on attending MongoDB world and you've got plans on, on using the Jamstack using MongoDB, this could be a great way to to learn or build on your on your skills. Is that right? Yeah. So what we're going to be doing is building a Next.js application. We're also going to incorporate Auth0 for uh, custom user authentication. And of course, we're going to connect uh, to MongoDB using the new data API. And so there's no knowledge of Jamstack technologies or even MongoDB for that instance. This is a beginner workshop. And so we're going to walk you through all of that. You do, you will need to come with a laptop that has a basic web development environment on it. So you need to be familiar with Git and GitHub. You need to uh, also be familiar with JavaScript, but you don't necessarily need to be familiar with all of these other technologies. Okay, great. And you'll have some helpers in the workshop that'll be able to help you uh, come up to speed. Yeah, exactly. If you if you come across any issues, you know, we're going to take our time in the workshop. We're going to have fun. There's going to be some helpers there that uh, will go around and help you if you get stuck somewhere. So no worries. OK, great. And how can people find the talk and what day is it and what time is it during the day? It's going to be on the third day, which is June the 9th. It's going to be at 1115 a.m. And you can find it and you actually will need to sign up for it. So 
you'll need to go to the registration link that is on the MongoDB World website. Okay, great. So I'll, I'll have some links in the show notes for all of these talks, all of these workshops that you're going to be, want to want to be interested in, that you're going to want to sign up for and not miss. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with the attendees? Oh, I did want to ask you, like, what are your top tips for folks attending a tech conference like MongoDB World? Yeah. So any uh, tech conference, you're going to go there with the mindset of learning. Obviously, you're going to have a lot to do. There's going to be so many things that you'll you want to join every session, but you can't join them all. So pick the sessions that most interest you. Go in there and learn. But the other really great thing about conferences is the networking. So just be prepared for all of the off time to meet new people. Don't be shy. Get, go out and get outside of your shell, outside of the, the box and, and uh, go out and meet people and network uh, because so many great things come from networking at these conferences. Yeah. Amen. Terrific. Well, if you're signing up for this one, I'll see you there. I'll be helping Jesse and answering questions as we as we go through this. So uh, love to see you there. Jesse, thanks so much for stopping by and sharing details about your workshop. Give us the title one more time. Yeah. The MongoDB Atlas Data API in the Jamstack, the serverless dream. And we look forward to seeing uh, you all in New York, New York. Okay, so next up we have Kenny Gorman. Welcome to the show, Kenny. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you. Glad to be here. Fantastic. So tell the folks who you are and what you do at MongoDB. Sure, sure. My name is Kenny Gorman, and I'm a principal product manager for streaming. For streaming. Okay. T tell us about streaming. What does this mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to be talking, we'll get into this, I suppose, but we're going to be talking a little bit about going real time with Atlas and what it means to stream data from point A to point B and how to mutate and change that. And I'll talk a little bit about some examples of real time alerting. So if folks are interested in that, they should definitely tune in. Okay. And what is the title of your talk? It is titled Going Real Time, Event Driven Apps with MongoDB Atlas. Okay, great. And if folks are interested in real time and, and writing real time app streaming, real time data, where can they find your talk and when is it? Yeah. So it's going to be Tuesday from 4.15 to 4.45. So yeah, don't miss that one. Yeah, sweet. So, so real time, this is not something that I've typically thought of MongoDB in the same context as a real-time database. I mean, there are specialized databases for, for real-time, and there's kind of the, like the event queuing uh, space. So tell me a little bit about your talk and, and how MongoDB fits into this space. Yeah, sure, sure. And maybe I can just tell you a little bit about myself, a little bit of background too, because I think it'll help make sense here. I've been at MongoDB for something like 50 days now, or maybe 55. Uh, so I'm very- Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'm very new to the company, uh, but I'm not new to Mongo. I've been using Mongo since 2010. I was using version 1.2. I was one of the earliest customers, uh, wrote a tool called MongoStat way back in the day. So I've been involved with Mongo for a very long time and, and ultimately uh, founded a company called Object Rocket based on Mongo itself. So, you know, long history with Mongo. I also have a background in streaming data and stream processing. So it's kind of a natural fit to have this conversation and to have this talk. And, you know, the one thing that, that comes that struck me when I first joined is with Atlas, there is a number of very interesting components, uh, building blocks, really, that are that are great for stream processing and, and real-time architectures. And really, the reason people should be interested in this is it just makes things so much simpler. So if you need to do real-time alerting, you need to do some sort of real-time reporting or, or aggregation, oftentimes you have to stand up new infrastructure, you have to buy new components or new cloud vendors. You can do a lot of this right within Atlas. And I want to show people how they do this. And I have a pretty cool example to show them. And we're going to be talking about chain streams. We're going to be talking about the Kafka connector. 
We're going to be talking about triggers, Atlas triggers and the nuances uh, within them, and even Atlas functions. And we're going to wire them all together to create a pretty cool app. Well, that's really exciting. And I'm personally fascinated by your background. I'd love to talk to you more. Perhaps we get you back for another full episode uh, talking about your your journey to MongoDB and, and through Object Rocket. Fantastic background. So I uh, would love to get you back to talk about that. So once again, the title of the talk. Sure. Going real-time, event-driven apps with MongoDB Atlas. Okay, great. And that's Tuesday at 4.15 to 4.45. This is a, a fairly quick talk, so I imagine you're going you're gonna to get into some basics and introduce the concept of real-time streaming data with MongoDB. Yep, you got it exactly. We're gonna we're gonna wet everybody's, everybody's appetite, leave them wanting for more, and and uh, you know continue talking, the, continue the conversation. So okay, terrific. Well, if you're interested in real time, if you're interested in streaming data, this is the talk for you. It's Kenny Gorman. Make sure you mark that off on your session agenda. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? How about some tips for folks that are coming to MongoDB World for the first time or tech conferences in general? Ah, yeah. So, you know, it's great to be back in person, right? It's been a little bit of a hiatus here. My advice is just to get involved in everything you possibly can. So spend, you know, every minute of that, of those days that you're at the conference packed into something and challenge yourself, find something that maybe you didn't know about, go step in and maybe you're, you're, you know, going into a talk that you, you, you don't see an application for in your current workplace or whatever, but you just want to learn and you just want to understand it. So uh, give it a shot, learn a little bit, and then, you know, share it with your friends and colleagues. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for swinging by. And like I said, I'm going to ask you to come back and let's talk a little bit longer. Let's let's go longer on the topic of streaming and, and share a little bit more about your, your backgrounds. That sound good? I'd love to. That sounds great. All right. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks, Mike. All right. So next up is Steve Walsh. Steve, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Why don't you tell folks who you are and what you do? Hi, thanks. I'm Steve Walsh. I, I actually am a solution architect. I work for MongoDB. I kind of work on the pre-sales side, helping customers out with all sorts of cool new things and showing them our, our technology and showing them how their, our technology can really help them. Yeah. Uh, so really, really good fun. I, I think it's always think it's the sweet spot of, <laughs> of what we do. So I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Pre-sales is, is awesome. I just love the impact that you can have helping customers understand exactly how the products work and how they can have you know a better experience. So, so that's great. And understand you've got a, a focus area that you like to talk about and, and there's a talk coming up at MongoDB World. What is the title of the talk you're delivering, Steve? Yeah, it's it's securing your application's data in the public cloud. So something that is quite is, is quite close to my heart because I'm I've worked in security for a number of years, uh, databases for a number of years as well, probably more care, years than I care to remember. <laughs> um, but effect, effectively, because of that, I, I've come across so many security things over the years. And I've really focused on that area and I, I love it. So and, I, and it's so important in this modern age of securing people's data. Yeah, I can't think of anything more important. You know, people rush to get their applications out there. They get uptake, the users start piling in, and then God forbid you've got some type of breach or some type of, you know, leak in the access to the data. So tell us a little bit more about the talk. Um, it covers field level encryption. Am I correct? That's correct. Yes, we cover we cover the uh, the client the client side field level encryption. Uh, obviously, something very important because a lot of the time it's making sure that that people who just aren't authorized don't need to see that information, can't see that information, and what better place to put it than in the client itself? Make sure that nobody else, not even a DBA, can see that information. So you know, really important to secure that. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's kind of tricky to understand this, but it is called client-side field-level encryption. So maybe explain to the folks why it's called client-side. 
essentially because what happens is the keys to that data are only owned on the client side. So it means that it can only be encrypted and decrypted by the client side. So it means that as a DBA, if I'm looking through data within the database, I just see ciphertext. If I don't have those keys, I have no access to it. So yeah. it's it's an absolute, uh, we've always thought of it as a game changer, really, in that respect. It's so in- incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So the data is stored on disk in an encrypted format. It is transmitted to the client side application using encryption TLS. Absolutely. And then it's decrypted at the client side using these client level keys. Exactly. So it never, it's never seeing the light of day unless the person that actually needs to see it, it needs to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very, very fundamental. Yeah. It's very important to do that because it's amazing the kind of data we store these days. It's anything from corporate information such as payroll, employee data, and right through to financial results. But also you often end up with your own customer data. Mm, and if yeah. you've got your own customer data, that's often got a lot of personally identifiable information in it and all that kind of thing. So it's yeah. very important to make sure all of this is secure and, and only seen by the eyes that, that need to see it, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So great talk. I'm, I'm excited to listen in. When can folks that are attending the conference, when can they find this talk and, and where, if, if you have any any more details? Make, make a note of the fact that it's uh, uh, Mongo World 2022. It's... It's on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's at 11.45 a.m. And it's in the Javits Center. Uh, I don't have a more specific location mm-hmm. than that yet, but it is It is there. And I do even, it's not too late to, to register. I have a discount code. If you want to reach out to me, <laughs> feel free. I've got a couple of discount codes I can give you to either get free access or 25% off. So, oh, so fantastic. feel free to reach out. And, and give us the talk title one more time. Securing Applications Data in the Public Cloud. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for swinging by to tell us about your talk, and uh, we'll make sure we send folks there. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. That's great. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, welcome to the show. We've got Zhao Shen Wu and Jer Hartnett from MongoDB. You guys are delivering a workshop, as I understand it, and it's based around performance. Tell us the name of the workshop. So the name of the workshop is 12 Patterns for Extreme MongoDB Performance and the Scalability. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a workshop, Mike. So it's going to be relatively informal, and we'll have plenty of time for digging deep into particular performance questions that the audience might have. Okay. I, I completely skipped over introductions. Uh, Jer, why don't you introduce yourself first? Who, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm the lead engineer for the MongoDB performance team. Um, I'm based in Ireland um, and I've been with the company in a number of different roles uh, for for over the last eight years. I've been in this role for about a year and a half. Great. Zhao Chen? Uh, So I'm the product manager for MongoDB performance. I'm only be with this company for two months, uh, Mm -hmm. but I've been working in the database industry for about 14 years. Terrific. Well, I'm excited to attend the workshop. So folks that are attending MongoDB World that want to find your talk, how do they find it? When will the talk be and how long is it? So it actually takes place on the Thursday, the, the final day of MongoDB World. It's at 11.15 a.m., I believe. Hmm. So 12 patterns. The name of the talk is 12 patterns for extreme MongoDB performance and scalability. Uh, Jer, what does extreme MongoDB performance and scalability mean? 
Yeah, I guess um, anyone building a software application, you know, wants wants it to be something that's successful, you know, that makes a difference and helps a lot of people. So, you know, I think most startups or even people, um, you know, in larger companies building a new product, they start with a minimal viable product and they want to, you know, convert that into a humongously scalable product eventually. So, you know, how you overcome these challenges and how you design your system for scaling, you know, if you're successful, it can really cost a lot more money. So we want to make sure that as you get more users, that that your costs are not going up, you know, non-linearly, essentially. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about um, the, the patterns, 12 patterns, are these specific to any particular implementation of MongoDB? Is the information applicable to, let's say, an Atlas deployment as well as an on-prem deployment? Yeah, good question, Mike. Yeah, we we cover both Atlas and on-prem. Um, so yeah, it's a, we we switch over and back. It's 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 applicable to both. Okay. Do you maybe want to pull out one or two of the patterns that are that are popular that people might recognize? Yeah, good good question. So the, the, as we said, we're covering twelve, and we've got a number of different sections. The early introductory section focuses on performance requirements. And the overall system view of an application, MongoDB is always part of a larger application. And and then understanding where the bottlenecks uh, are or the limiting factors in the system. So that's the, the first part. The second part is really focused on schemas, queries, and indexes. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is mainly focused on sharding and scaling. Mm-hmm. Now, recognizing the patterns and, and implementing solutions to those I mean, it it seems as though the job of a performance professional has become dramatically simplified. You know, as we move into the cloud and we have things like the performance advisor, just the number of tools available to us, mind boggling. I I used to have to, you know, look at bits and bytes and, you know, in in a network monitor uh, to determine what was happening. And and today uh, there's just so many more tools. So, are you are you going to talk about some of those those tools that are available? Yeah, absolutely. So Atlas um, provides some of those tools at a, at a high level, the the performance advisor. But if you're running on prem, you know you you need to sometimes dig down to a much much lower level tools like a VM Stat or, or Top mm-hmm. um, to identify where where the bottleneck might be. Our I/O stat as well will be another good example. Mm-hmm. So overall, uh, I think when we we talk about the different potential bottlenecks, you know, there's somewhere in the order of ten potential areas of bottleneck with Atlas, and then if you're running on-prem, there's like twenty main areas of, of bottlenecks. And mm-hmm. diagnosing each of those bottlenecks typically needs a different uh, tool or a different tool set. Yeah. So we'll be covering a lot of those. There's actually a lot more than that in reality, but um, those are the 20 main ones that we'll be focusing on. Great. So this is a workshop for folks interested in performance, scalability. It's on the third day of MongoDB World. That's going to be Thursday, June 9th. And the name of the talk is 12 Patterns for Extreme MongoDB Performance and Scalability. It's going to be delivered by Jer Hartnett and Xiaoqian Wu. 
Guys, thanks so much for stopping by. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the talk before we wrap? It will be my birthday on June 9th. So come and say happy birthday and enjoy the talk. <laughs> Fantastic. So come, enjoy the talk, and wish Zhao Shen a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. I'll see you at the show. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Next up, we have Rob Walters. Rob, how are you? Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Remind the folks, I know you've been on the podcast a couple of times, remind the folks who you are and what you do. Uh, yes, I'm a product manager for the uh, tools team, connectors team. So I basically own the uh, MongoDB connector for Apache Kafka, as well as the Spark connector, as well as some of the database tools like uh, Mongo Restore, Mongo Import, Mongo Dump, those sorts of things. Okay, great. So connectors and some of the tools. And uh, you are participating in MongoDB World in Builders Fest. Tell folks a little bit about Builders Fest before we get into your specific session. Builders Fest is available on the third day of the conference. And it's a really great experience because it allows you, uh, in some cases, to be hands-on with the technology. So there'll be demos, there'll be uh, booths and things for you to go and learn about certain things like IoT. I know one of um, the folks that I was talking with has has a complete demo where they have a little miniaturized version of a industrial complex, and they're showing you how that you can use MongoDB in an IoT scenario. And I will be there um, showing some of our Kafka stuff, which I'm happy to tell you about. Oh, very cool! So your session is around the Kafka connector. Um, maybe let's go a little bit deeper into your session specifically. Sure. So what we've done is we've heard a lot of feedback from customers saying, well, you know, I, I know there's this connector and I don't not quite sure like how to use it or how to configure it. So we, you know, we have documentation online in our MongoDB uh, documentation, uh, but we don't really have a lot of up until now tutorials that kind of really walk someone through the very basics, like how to set up a source connector, how to use MongoDB uh, as, as a sync. So taking data from Kafka topic into MongoDB itself. And so what we've done over the past uh, couple months is we actually build out leveraging Docker an environment where whether you're on a Windows PC or a Mac or, or anything, you can just do a simple Docker compose up script, and then that will install a complete environment with Kafka, Kafka Connect, our connector. Uh, and we also have a Docker image that contains the uh, tutorial. So it's a, it's an Ubuntu image that has the Mongo shell. It has Kafka cat and all the tools that you'll need. So all you'll need to do is just uh, Docker run that image. And then now you'll have an environment. And in our documentation, we have steps uh, one through four. You can do MongoDB as a source, as a sync. We also have a tutorial on replicating data between MongoDB uh, using Kafka, as well as a tutorial on migrating to a time series collection. So we have four uh, currently right now uh, that we will walk through at Builders Fest. So what do I need to bring with me in order to take part and, and get some value from your session? Yeah. So during the session, each session is 30 minutes in length. And, uh, you know, realistically, it'll probably take me about 15 minutes to walk through the entire, you know, all the tutorials that we have available online. Uh, and we were there for you to actually go through the tutorials yourself if you choose. So beforehand, if you want to go to uh, download the Docker images first, because they are lengthy, they're a couple hundred megs each. And on a conference Wi-Fi, that might not be the best experience. So they are available in our documentation today. So if you go to, and I made a short URL of this. So if you go into tinyurl.com slash Mongo Kafka tutorial, that will point to the MongoDB documentation right exactly where you need to be for the getting started section. So the getting starting section will uh, tell you how to do the Git clone, 
how to do the, the Docker compose up and just get your environment ready to download all of the Docker stuff you need before coming to the session Thursday. But if you can't do that or you don't get this message in time, that's totally fine. We're going to walk through the demos and you can do that, you know, following up later on in the, in the day. We've been asking everyone that swings by the podcast for tips and tricks for folks that may be going to their first tech conference or maybe even their first MongoDB world. Uh, I would say definitely relax and enjoy the environment. A lot of these sessions are recorded. So a lot of times I find people, you know, trying to take notes or trying to, you know, get involved in what they're doing. Just, you know, enjoy it. Network, because this is a great opportunity to go out and meet your peers, meet, meet other partners who are maybe doing something similar or, you know, have a product that you can leverage. We have a, a great partner section where we will have uh, Confluent there, for example. They're, they're actually giving a presentation on Kafka for those uh, those of you who are into Kafka. They're going to talk about Confluent Cloud, and they have a booth there at our, at our partner's pavilion. Rob, I want to thank you for swinging by and uh, sharing details of, of Builders Fest and, and about your conference specifically. Do the folks need to know anything other than the fact that it's at Builders Fest? Is there a special time that it kicks off? Yes, it is 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., I believe, that day. So it's not just my session. I'll be running it every half hour. Uh, but there are a number of other things, and you can check uh, online on the MongoDB World website for uh, Builders Fest and all of the, the different agenda items that are on there. Thanks once again. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you uh, next week. Well, next up is Anya Kovalchuk. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Tell the folks who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Anya, and I lead the governance, risk, and compliance team here at MongoDB. That sounds pretty serious. Anytime you mention <laughs> governance and risk... Uh, my goodness, what what's involved in that? We are a database. So one of our main concerns, especially for our customers, is the safety of their data. And so um, I work alongside the information security team and we manage a lot of our compliance controls when it comes to data security and data privacy. Um, so we manage all of our product certificates in that area. And we also have manage all of the information risk um, that we have at the company. What's the title of your talk, Anya? It is called Be Nice, But Not Too Nice. What What do you mean by this? And, and where is this leading? Really, this is something that um, some people may, the phrasing they might be familiar with. It really comes from the idea of subjective feedback. And what I started to learn about is that there are studies that show that women tend to get more subjective feedback as they advance in their careers. And they also get feedback that's really more focused on personal characteristics rather than actual uh, measurable performance indicators. And so I think some of the women listening may have felt this on some level and can relate. It's getting the type of feedback, um, like something like you're too aggressive or on the other end of the spectrum, it could be like you're not quite leadership material. And so you're constantly navigating this like subjective seesaw of trying to be nice, but not too nice. So you, you kind of hit it perfect. But what does this specifically have to do with information, risk and security? I mean, I think regardless of your role in tech, all of us are part of the feedback ecosystem in some manner. So we're either giving it, we're receiving it, and that can be formally or informally. And I think because of that, um, we also still know that the tech industry specifically is still in a space where it is still quite male dominant. And so being aware of this issue and being able to start shifting the way we talk about feedback with each other, uh, I think is a good place for all of us to move to. 
you want to give a little bit of an explanation around what the differences between objective and subjective feedback is? Absolutely. So objective will be feedback that's based in fact. And so that will mean it's measurable, it's observable. Um, while subjective feedback is on the flip side of that, where that tends to be based on your personal opinion, your interpretation of something, or even your underlying emotion. Mm, okay. And when we talk about being liked, I mean, it's important to be to get along with folks. I'm not sure that we all strive to be to be liked by everyone, but but what does it mean to you to be likable? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in general too, it's like there's a balance of kind of, you know, working to work well with others and work on your soft skills. I think it's when you start to focus too much on these subjective elements. And I think that becomes dangerous because it's I'll give a little spoiler, but basically there's studies that show when humans are determining whether or not they like each other, it boils down to these two uh, two main characteristics. And one is like your emotional temperature. So whether you come off as warm or cold, um, and that really translates to do I think you're going to help hurt, like harm me or help me. So if you're warm, I'm likely to believe you might be more helpful, whereas the colder you are, I might think you have some ulterior motives. Um, and then to support that is the idea of strength. And that's really your ability to follow through on actions. And so if you combine that, it's like, do I think you're going to help me? And then do I think you can actually follow through with that? You know, or do I think you're going to hurt me? Are you actually able to do that? And and that combination is what becomes what people start to identify as likable. And then it gets even more complicated when you think about everyone has their own internal spectrum and there's no way to actually objectively measure any of this. The title of the talk is Be Nice, But Not Too Nice, Anya Kavolchuk. Anya, thanks so much for joining us today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the, uh, the audience? Maybe some tips about attending a conference? Oh, gosh. Well, I think one tip is to make sure you take a, uh, advantage of the entire space. So in addition to the talk, um, I'm also going to be hanging out at our Idea Lounge on Wednesday, and I'm hosting kind of like an informal book club. Um, and there I'm going to bring some copies of some books on, this, on these topics um, and really allow us to kind of dive into more areas that uh, we won't be able to cover, to it, or cover in the 30-minute session. Okay, great. And and let's um let's let the folks know how they can find your talk. Uh, the title of the talk once again is "Be Nice but Not Too Nice." And when is that talk? That will be the first day of the conference, so that is Tuesday, June seventh at twelve thirty p.m. And it's a half hour. And the Idea Lounge that stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Accessibility. The Idea Lounge event is when. That is the next day, Wednesday morning, June eighth at ten a.m. to ten thirty. Anya, thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, thank you so much for having me. See you next week. Okay, well, our next speaker is Snehal Bhatia. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. So I'm Snehal. I work as a solutions architect at MongoDB. So in my day-to-day, -day, I deal with um, customers and users working on big projects, small projects, uh, could be uh, huge enterprises or startups, a variety of use cases. Um, and before that, I come from a background of research um, in, in data science and consulting and development. So I've always been passionate about um, the ethical and the responsible use of technology and using technology for 
for the betterment of the world. Um, so um, it's, it's always the most rewarding experience uh, for me to start a dialogue in the right direction in the tech community. Um, so that's what I am hopefully here to do uh, this time as well. And so you've got a really interesting talk lined up. The title of the talk is Designing Sustainable Architectures with MongoDB, and it's planned for the 7th of June from 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m., and it's going to be in room 408. So make sure you put that on your agenda. We're going to have links in the show notes, so if you have any questions about which talks you want to attend, check the show notes for links there. So Snehal, do you want to tell the folks a little bit about your, your talk, Designing Sustainable Architectures with MongoDB? Absolutely. Um, so uh, in this in this talk, when I refer to sustainability, it specifically mean environmental sustainability or making eco-conscious or eco-friendly decisions. Um, and uh, one of the one of the facts that really stood out to me when I first read it a couple months ago was the fact that um, the information and communications um, uh, technology industry contributes to about 2.8 percent of the global emissions worldwide, and and to put that into perspective, that's on par with what the aviation sector contributes. Now, that's a stra staggering amount of emissions that, that, that we probably as developers, when we're lost in our performance improvements and making our services more reliable and cost efficient, this is something that may get lost on us sometimes just because of our um, other priorities. Um, so that's that's exactly what I'm trying to get at here, because when we're designing our, our softwares that are being widely used by millions of people around the world, um, it's not it's, it's it becomes our responsibility to make sure that what we're doing is also good for the environment. It also meets with the uh, goals of being, let's say, carbon neutral or being carbon efficient uh, by 2030, as is laid out in for example, the Paris Agreement and uh, numerous other um, forums and agreements around the world. Um, and part of designing sustainable software um, is also reliant on the underlying infrastructure, uh, the underlying um, database, um, because uh, as, as we're all aware, data is definitely core to any um, application today. So having a data platform that can support these decisions um, to uh, build a more sustainable um, software um, is, is, is crucial to um, being able to achieve those goals. So that's what I'm trying, I'm going to be talking about and how MongoDB, specifically MongoDB Atlas as well, can help you achieve some of those. Is there anything else you'd like to let folks know about the talk or MongoDB world in general before we wrap? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I mean, one of the things that I'm, um, that I'll, um, the things I'll talk about in this talk include kind of, uh, you know, how deploying on on the public cloud or more sustainable regions. But then also um, the the things that you can do, for example, making sure that your queries are performant and and lean so that they um, consume lesser resources, um, and and then just the idea that the the greenest uh, energy is the energy you didn't use. So kind of leveraging things like serverless technology and uh, scaling up and down based on your needs and being able to put a pause on on your uh, databases or, or environments when you need. Um, so those are the kind of ideas that we'll talk about um, in addition to others. And uh, the and what I hope that that will be the takeaway here would be that we often confuse um, making sustainable choices with being the more difficult choices or for that 
to, to have an impact negatively on, let's say, the cost, uh, etc. in our life. But here, really, what is happening is that if you make a more sustainable choice, you are ultimately um, leading to um, more cost reductions, leading to more performant uh, environments. Um, so it doesn't have to be a choice between one and the other, which is why I think that each one of us can make these um, conscious decisions in, in our day-to-day lives. And, and it's a long chain, but if each of us start thinking about it, um, then it's it's definitely going to lead to a more positive impact. The talk is Designing Sustainable Architectures with MongoDB. It's going to be on the 7th of June from 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. in room 408. And you'll look for the speaker, Snehal Bhatia. And uh, Snehal, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Michael. Look forward to seeing everyone at World. Well, there you have it. Everything you need to know before you go to the show. I hope you enjoyed hearing from some of the speakers, the presenters, from Mark Porter, our CTO and keynote speaker for the event, and Ian Massingham, head of developer relations at MongoDB. Make sure you check the show notes. We've got a list, an index for you of all of the speakers that you heard from today, as well as links to resources. Visit mongodb.com world to get more details about the conference, I hope to see you there. Make sure you stop by the Community Cafe. Say hello. We've got a podcast booth there, and we will be chatting with folks from the community. Maybe you can get yourself on the podcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.